takes a lot to get on my show. Genius, you're probably someone we'd like to know. You're really good at stuff, you probably like to dance. You like long walks and you wear clean pants. Genius, get onto my show. Howdy, folks. Welcome to Living with a Genius. I'm your host, Omar Crook. On this episode, I have pianist extraordinaire Tali Tadmore. She's uh, a friend of mine that I've known for about 10 years now. We met on an airplane going to Beijing to do uh, to perform a, a Mozart Requiem in the Forbidden City together. I've done it's happened to me twice actually. I've met local people uh, from from Los Angeles on airplanes going to strange places. I met uh, another friend of mine named Justin Buller, a tenor, a fine tenor uh, who now lives in Arizona. Met him on a plane going to Tel Aviv. And uh, we only lived, a, you know, 10 miles away from each other. So it happens. It's a strange place living in L.A., transient, lots of people coming in and out, lots of people coming through, especially if you're in, into, in, into uh, entertainment, you know, working in entertainment of some sort, as you all know. I don't even know why I'm saying this. Everybody knows L.A. Yeah, you know what? We make movies and there's music and stuff here. That's what we do. Tolly's an amazing uh, pianist. She plays all over town. She teaches uh, all over town. She uh, is at LA Opera now, which is amazing. I, uh, we were doing a show. Uh, Lee Holdridge wrote a show a few seasons ago, and uh, I was contracted for it. And I show up to rehearsal, and there's Tolly for the first time at, at LA Opera. So anyway, it's nice to uh, see my friends around town. It's great to have them come over and sit down and have a nice chat with me. I hadn't seen Tolly uh, for a while, so it was great for us catching up. I hope you enjoy the interview. Happy Monday. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Thank you all for listening. And here's Tolly. Because uh, I I curse quite a bit on this. I mean, I don't try, you know, I don't try to. I don't make a thing out of it. But Who's I, that? What? Dear Omar, you're my first. That's uh, John Powell. Oh. Yeah. Wow. You know, I premiered that, I premiered that uh, Requiem that he wrote. Wow. Yeah, wow. in South America. Cool. Yeah, there's... Uh, a year ago last summer you're kidding so, no I had no idea yeah I still wow. do it every now and then huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right so tell me why you're nervous what's the deal why are you, why are you so nervous we're just gonna start there yeah let's do it uh you know what why am I nervous I don't know like I want to say all the right uh, things yeah I want to make sure I remember sort of the good parts and yeah um yeah that it's interesting and you know just I mean, at this, I and... at this point in your career, do you feel like you have to present this image of who you want people to, to see? Because, uh, because I've known you for a long time. I've, I've known you for a, like a decade now. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I l really love about you is that I feel like I can always just totally be myself with you. Oh, that makes me happy. No, really. Yeah. Like, uh, and you know a lot of you know some things about me that a lot of people, you know, most people don't know, and uh, and I know the same things about you. So, I feel like the older that I get, I act, I try not to fall into that. Right. Do you feel that way? Yeah, definitely. No, it's not that fear so much. It's more that I feel like um, 
I'm trying to think of who's listening to this and I'm thinking of my students or people who right. want to be accompanists and, you know, sort of me 15 years ago listening to this podcast. And I want to make sure that I impart whatever <laughs> uh, wisdom, <laughs> lowercase w, that I have, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, and then it doesn't become just you and I talking because that can really go on forever. <laughs> I'm well, not sure. Yeah. There's a lot of wisdom there, but uh, yeah. I don't know. That's okay. So I was talking to, I was talking to Amy this morning about about the podcast and growing, uh, like growing my listenership. Mm -hmm. And I, I, for instance, Cor Chorus America has reached out to me, which has been great, and they retweet for me, and they they become a really nice partner. Um, but then, like somebody like ACDA hasn't really done the same thing. And then she said, "Well, it's because you don't have only like choral directors on your show." And I thought. Huh, maybe maybe I should just have choral directors. And then she brought up a good point. She said, no, you know, the thing about the podcast is that you bring on people that you're really interested in. Right. And that the conversation really isn't about talking about how to be a, a choral director. That's true. And you can learn from musicians in different disciplines or yeah. artists in different disciplines. I sort of, I like to think of it like doctors, like they all went to medical school and then they all specialize in something else. But right. there are basic things that no matter what your specialty is, like if someone has a fever, you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a bad sign. Like yeah. there are things that every doctor can deal with and then specific things that only only if you're a surgeon you can do, or only if you're this, you could do that. Yeah. So I feel like that, you know, if you're an oboist, sure, you can you know how to deal with that pesky right. little reed or whatever. That's but right. but there are things that as musicians we all we all do and we all sort of go through. And I even take it one step or two steps behind that. I, 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 I'm interested in people, just, just mm -hmm. people. Yeah. And, and the people that I know tend to be musicians and musicians tend to be very interesting people. They all have a different story about how, mm -hmm. how they've gotten to, you know, into what they're doing. Um, and I want people to tune in who aren't necessarily musicians eventually. That's, that's the idea. All right, right, enough about me. Let's, let's go to the beginning. So you uh, were born in, in Israel? Yes. In Jerusalem or Tel Aviv? Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv. Yes. And that's, is that where you met Hila way back when? No, we actually met it here oh, in LA. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I knew of her. Uh -huh. I'd seen her as a child. I sang in this choir and I'd see her in conferences. Uh, I see. But, but yeah, we, we, had, we didn't meet in Israel. We met here. Okay. And did, were you, now I've never asked you this. Are your mm -hmm. parents musical? Yeah, oh, they, they are. are. Uh, they're not musicians. But, okay. Uh, my mom's a lawyer. My dad's a mathematician. But uh, my just mom... regular normal people. Yeah. A lawyer and a mathematician. <laughs> uh huh. And uh, my mom, uh, she played piano growing up, and my dad played guitar and even sang. He had like a band for some of his childhood. Right. Um, my grandmother played violin, so she was into classical music. But the story is that when she came to Israel, you know, back then they would come on a boat right. on a big ship. And then you you transfer from the ship to the little boat to bring you to the port. Mm -hmm. And uh, someone, you know, threw her luggage out from the, the ship to the boat and her violin case just broke in two and she never played again. Uh, really? Yeah. That was it? Yeah. But I have a picture of her playing violin. I've got to look at the. Yeah, I just want to make sure the I've had these mic problems. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, so when did you, I mean, when did you start studying piano? Was it, were you a little kid? Was uh, it just yeah, kind of I always was assumed? five. I uh -huh. was in kindergarten mm -hmm. and we were actually in the States at that time. So I spent three years here. 
between like three and six. Why is that? My dad did his postdoc at Caltech. So we were two years in Pasadena and then one year in Virginia. He worked for NASA and then mm -hmm. we went back to Israel. Wow. Okay. So I, that's, that's sort of why I don't really have a foreign accent because mm -hmm. I was here at an age where I, I picked it's up formative, English. formative, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it was during that last year in Virginia that uh, I think... I don't know if my mom suggested it or if I asked for it, but we got this teeny little octave and a half keyboard and, you know, she taught me the step-by-step -step and the Red Thompson book. And mm -hmm. um, and then when we went back to Israel, I had a, a private teacher for a while. And then my mom said, okay, let's go sign you up to the conservatory, which is an after-school program in Israel. Is that because you, you enjoyed it so much yeah. or because you showed promise or both? I just enjoyed just, it. You, you, yeah. you liked it. Uh -huh. yeah. You never felt like you were being uh, pressured into sitting no, there while she hit no. your hands with no, a ruler. No, no, not thing. at all. Yeah. <laughs> that came later. Uh, no. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and then at the conservatory, so there's this one, basically the pedagogical uh, principal of the, the institute, um, she would sort of hear every every little six-year-old who walked in and she would decide, okay, this kid should study violin, that kid should stay with piano. Mm -hmm. And my mother asked her at some point, you know, well, you teach piano, can she study with you? And she said, no, I'm, I have, I'm full, I have a wait list, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll find someone good for her. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and the story is that I went in and I played for her and she talked to me for a while and then she said, you know what, this, is my, this one's mine. And that was the first big, big break, not just of my career, but of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. And so you, this woman was she was spectacular i mean not not only a great musician a wonderful teacher whether i was six year old, years old yeah 12 years old 20 i mean she was just she was that good and she she was just such a great person had a sense of humor and and had a lot of spunk to her you know, really she taught was, you how to be a good person as well yes that's out of music yes very loving yeah. and very i remember at some point um i was a teenager and i said a, a lot of my friends uh when they went to junior high, they decided to go to a arts high school mm -hmm. where, you know, they, they did music uh, as part of the high school. Mm -hmm. And I asked her, should I audition for this? And she said, absolutely not. You know, you, you finish school in the afternoon, you go, you practice, do whatever you want, but you have to study literature. You have to study math. There's more to life than just piano. You're a smart girl. Don't limit yourself to that. And, you know, she, so she was just that kind of a person, that kind of an inspiration. And I think, uh, as a teacher, I emulate a lot, a lot of her spirit. Yeah, yeah. Or I did, try to. Sure. Did you have any other interests? I mean, did you ever think that maybe you'd become a mathematician or, or oh, something yeah. else? Oh, you did. So it wasn't like laid out. No, no. And I wasn't one of those pianists. There were a lot of pianists in the conservatory who won competitions and would sure. practice 10 hours a day. Right. Man, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that was not me. I, I did practice when I needed to and yeah. I was good with deadlines. So she would always set me up for competitions and stuff that she knew I would yeah. take time off and practice for, but but that was hard. I was that wasn't natural for me. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely I was I excelled in math. I mm -hmm. loved math. Um, when I went eventually to college, uh, I went to UCLA, and I my degree is in math. My undergraduate. I didn't I don't know, know that. You, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I know a lot of musicians who started, or I know some who started in a different field. But yeah, I got. I, I mean, not. I don't know a lot of mathematicians. I mean, certainly not tenors, because <laughs> we can't count. 
I, I won't tell you who it is, but I remember once uh, playing for a conductor who was just, oh, he was so mean to the sopranos this one rehearsal. I don't know what got into him. And he, you know, yelled at them something like, can you count to three? Because I don't think you can. It's one, two, and then three. He just went on and on. And then it was the break. And I went up to him and I said, listen, I think you you owe the Sopranos an apology. This was a volunteer card, but still, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, so I said, I think you owe the Sopranos an apology. Were you, were you playing the piano for yes, them? Yes, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. And he said to me, they deserve to die. And I <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's running a volunteer choir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's no Grant Gershon. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, of math, but yeah, so I studied, you know, I didn't think there was work for pianists. I didn't know about accompanying. I I did some chamber music in the conservatory, but not no opera, no vocal yeah. anything. Now, when you went to UCLA to study math, you obviously maintained your piano skills. Uh, I shouldn't say obviously. Yeah. The question is, did you maintain your piano skills while really. you were studying math? I wasn't math? studying. I wasn't practicing. I, I I was playing at the time for uh, like a volunteer uh, Israeli community choir. Okay. Um, and then, so I was studying math and, and, and I liked it. I really liked it. I thought I was going to be a math teacher. Right. And um, then these opportunities started coming my way. So in these, you know, like these bizarre opportunities just sure. like i mean they're not bizarre but yeah, the yeah, way yeah. you get you don't to them, plan you don't plan yes on them. Yeah. so mm-hmm. so in the daily bruin my stepmom saw an ad for this israeli community choir oh maybe you'll sing with them and then oh it turns out i play okay play for us and then we did something for the israeli consulate and well they had the singer called hila plitman who's going to sing this one solo with us so she comes in and then she listens to me play and she says, you know, you, you're a really good accompanist because you listen. And if I ever have a recital in town, I'll call you. And she did. Yeah. And then we did this recital. And then I also through this choir, I met a couple of, I met Ayana, Haviv, right? Sure. So her mom was in this choir and she kept saying, oh, my daughter was studying anthropology. <laughs> yeah. Is a singer yep. and you guys right. should get together. And so you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and my that's daughter, exactly just, my daughter sings. <laughs> <laughs> It turns out she has a Grammy. Yeah, she yes. did fine, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we ended yeah. up doing a recital. So like all these things happened. And um, at, a, at at some point I decided, you know, maybe I should go with music. And it was, I think, my sophomore year at, at UCLA. Mm-hmm. And I decided I'm going to audition for the piano department. I don't know if I... I mean, were you Ooh, thinking about it, like a to. double major or what were you thinking? I, I didn't... You didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. I thought, no, I, I wanted to change my major. I, I was like, you know, I made the wrong choice. I shouldn't give up on this. I mean, I love math, but this is really... This would yeah. be a dream. Sure. And I auditioned and it was a disaster. I mean, I thought it was okay. But then the professor said, literally sat next to me on the other piano and played back like the pieces that I played, uh-huh. <laughs> but for real. <laughs> and he said, you know, it's just too late for you. You just, really? the kids today, their technique. And, you know, he was right in a sense. I mean, it didn't really prepare. It'd been like two years since I'd practiced. Yeah. And, and, and I was auditioning for like a solo piano program, you know? I see. Not, so, not piano collaboration. No. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I remember it was crushing. I remember going home and kind of, consoling myself at the piano and crying it was really you know a moment where i i realized okay maybe i was wrong about this but then these musical opportunities kept on coming sure and then i i was playing at that point for this for the vocal rep class at, U, at ucla i was accompanying all the singers 
Um, just as a volunteer or did they hire you? How does that work? I no, mean, for credit. I took it as a class. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the teacher of that class, Ju Judy Hansen, yeah. um, also I came because Ayanna was in the class and she asked me to just come in and play something. And the teacher right away, Judy was like, wow, you really listen. You should, I want you to take this class. So you went in for the, for the, for the piano audition with the idea of being a concert pianist. Was that the, the vision you had for yourself at that audition? I, that, I didn't that, know that was, anything else. I, see. I just thought when your when you know, your real gift I, was accompanying, was what? collaboration, was piano vocal collaboration. What the fuck? <laughs> sorry, I don't it's know okay. what's happening. It sounds like SoundCloud is back up. Okay, <laughs> well, sorry everybody. <laughs> All right, where were we? So, so, so you went to the yeah. So, so, so you I was taking this class and I was playing for the choir and I, I I was starting to play for other other things as well. At that point, I think I already had my temple gig. Mm -hmm. uh, also, some freak thing where I was playing for something and someone heard me and said, you know, there's this temple looking for a pianist and. You know, I didn't even know what they're talking about because mm -hmm. temples in Israel are all, are all Orthodox and they don't use any piano. Oh, oh, I yeah, didn't know. Okay. I, I, was, mm -hmm. I, I didn't understand what they were saying. Okay, right. <laughs> but I called anyway, and that that's sort of a, a theme in my life where I, I I don't really, I'm not sure. It's not like I have this really high self esteem and I know it's going to be a success. But like yeah. I do it because I'm I have nothing way. to lose. You, you and know? I have that in common. Yeah. Where yeah. Uh, you'll always the answer will always be no if you don't ask. Right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So at the very worst, you're going to be exactly where you would have been had you not said anything. Right. I mean, that's the worst case scenario. That's true. Unless you're that's a real true. asshole or something. But, you yeah. know, <laughs> you know, but we're yeah. not. Yeah. 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 So anyhow, so I'm kind of going along, you know, p making a living, accompanying different people. Right. Uh, but finishing my math degree after I've, I've been rejected from the music school um, and then Literally one night as I'm avoiding studying for some final or other, mm -hmm. I I remembered someone said that USC has a larger music school. Maybe they have a vocal rep class. I wonder what they have, right? right? right. And I go on their website. Websites were still kind of new back mm -hmm. then. Yeah. It was like 2001, mm -hmm. two, something like that. Um, and I, I'm looking at the different departments and there's keyboard studies and there's keyboard collaborative arts. What the hell is that? Right. I have no idea. I opened the link and it explained this is for pianists who want to do vocal accompanying and opera and chamber music and a little conducting and sort of everything else, you know, not mm -hmm. solo piano and I'm uh, choral accompanying. Mm -hmm. And it was that was this r aha moment. Yeah. I mean, I will never forget that moment in the middle of the night in my room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I knew I had to audition for that. I just had to. And I knew that, okay, the audition was like seven months away. I need to practice. And that I started, pra I was, you, you, seven in the morning, you'd find me in the practice room yeah. doing scales for like an hour. This, this was really a time I transformed my technique despite people saying, you know, oh, it's too late. You can't do it. Right. I got the same thing when I started singing. Uh-huh. You know, I was, right. I was I in remember my that 20s. About you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with art, you just, there isn't a cookie cutter anything. No. It, and it's not like athletics. I mean, you really. There's no set path. No. Yeah. No. And I mean, there's there are competitions. There are certain routes right. that are tried right. and true winning competitions and, you know, that type of sure. thing. But if, if you're outside of that norm, it's, it's an open field. Yeah. And it's about having the chops. It's then, right. it, then it only becomes about delivering the goods. Yeah. But the goods, 
there are a lot of goods that need to be delivered. That's right. Some, of course, at the heart of it is technique, but there are other things as well. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, no, you definitely have to have technique. But but you know, I hadn't practiced for two years before that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then I really, really did practice and I really, really did prepare. And Hila was my singer. And I mean, I, 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 I this was all I, I thought about for seven months. Yeah. And a couple of months before the audition, I met with the admissions associate director or someone or other at mm -hmm. USC. And just to make sure my application, you know, everything was in line and kind of get some info from her. And everything was, you know, good. And then she says to me, so I assume you're a piano major at UCLA. And I said, no, I'm actually a math major. And she said, oh, well, you shouldn't apply. You know, you're not going to get in. It's a very, very competitive really? program. Yes. And I said, okay. Uh, you know, here's I, my application. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still gonna audition. I mean, okay, uh -huh. but but the thing is, it's you know, I know some people who they hear that and that it for the it, it gives them drive, and it didn't fill me with drive. It filled me with dread. I believed her. I really did. Huh. But again, I'm I already prepared. I'm not gonna quit now. Yeah. When when they say no, okay, I'll let go of this. This is one of the things I love about you is that some people would be tempted to say so. It filled me with a sense of. Uh, uh, rage or I, I need I to show them I wish man I yeah. know people like that they'll step on stage Eric and they'll... is that way yeah. yeah yeah that's true yeah no for me it connects with all my fears and sure. my insecurities and feeling different Out, you know? an outside yes yeah. an outsider sure uh, so man, boy, was, was that fun when I got in and got, you know, my full ride <laughs> to email her and say, thank you so much for your guidance. <laughs> you know, you do have that like sweet, uh, revenge sure. once in a while, sure. once in a while, once in a but, while. Yeah. But you know, I didn't have it with, well, with UCLA, I, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, you win some and you lose some. But you you ended up finishing your. But I was math actually degree? grateful I mean, in retrospect because I finished my math degree and I didn't go into a solo piano path. Had I gone into that, I really I would have been maybe a piano teacher today, but I wouldn't have performed. Sure, I wouldn't have had the career that I've had. That's right. And really, my calling was as an accompanist. Um, so I'm glad that because of that rejection, I ended up finding this entire career I didn't even know existed. Right. Right. You know, so what are your pri what are your primary jobs now? Now, what are you doing? Well, I teach up at CalArts. Yeah, um, I've been there since I finished USC. Mm -hmm. uh, I work for LA Opera for the ed and outreach. Mm -hmm. um, Tell me I, about that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, we'll go no, back. Okay. No, keep going. Go, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Uh, I play for Los Robles Master Corral. Oh, yeah. L Leslie, Leslie Layton. Uh, great. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, I play there. You know, there's. A, a variety of musicians and conductors who I play for on a regular basis, like Eric and Hila mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Me at parties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't pay well, but it's fun. <laughs> um, so tell me, yeah, I mean, I, it was really neat because we met, did we meet going to China? Was that really the, was that really the first time that we got to know each other? Uh, yeah, I think that was on the we, plane to well, yeah, we didn't have much choice I to mean, Beijing. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. were on that plane for yeah, what, 18 hours, hours. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I think that's when we really connected for yeah. the first time. And then since then, obviously, we run into right. each other socially and occasionally professionally occasionally with work. Yeah, yeah occasionally yeah. we'll be working together. And then to see you at LA Opera, yeah, I, I was so thrilled. How did that How did that come about? LA Opera. Um, well, Hila had auditioned there once uh -huh. a million years ago. Mm -hmm. For, with uh, Josh, yeah? 
Josh Winograd, I, I think. Probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they had an accompanist there. You mm -hmm. know Vicki Kirsch? Sure. Fabulous pianist. Mm -hmm. Truly one of my mentors in the city. Mm -hmm. um, and so Hila brought me, so Vicky got to sit and listen. And at the end of Hila's audition, she came up to me and she said, hey, you know, you're really great. Can I have your number? Um, and she's been really great in sort of helping me get into mm -hmm. the, the L.A. opera scene. Mm -hmm. and, um, and when L.A. opera was was wanting to hire more accompanists, she recommended me. I so see. they called me in for an interview. I see. Yeah. And, and it, it's yeah, it's funny because I interviewed basically for singers and administrators. So it's not necessarily other pianists. You right. know? So that's when I really realized, OK, you're at some level you're bringing to the table musicality other with things. a capital M. Yeah. And other things. Yeah. And showing yeah. up on time and being a pleasant person. Yes. Uh, things yeah. that they don't really teach you in music school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, be prepared, stand up straight, shake hands. <laughs> and and be sort of Good be colleague. dependable and reliable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's so hard to quantify it, but um, how important that is? How important is that? I mean, I know how how important it is to me and as a singer, as a pianist, is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's unbelievably important yeah. because especially in situations where there's a conductor or a director or and you're sort of their right hand person mm -hmm. they don't want to have to worry about you they're worried about a hundred different things falling apart mm -hmm. and they want you to be this autonomous island of right. tranquility right. and uh, security and yeah. just you know they want you to hold together the show now what happens when Let's talk about disaster. Let's talk about disaster. <laughs> what, what, what happens when it, that just doesn't happen? What, can you think of a time when when it just all fell apart? Yes. <laughs> for me? Yeah, mean? just yeah, yeah, for you. You know, in front of an audience or, or you know, you turn I can two think... or three pages at once, or your music falls off oh, the yeah. piano, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, the, the truth is that 95% of the time, you think it's like the worst thing That's that ever right. happened. Mm -hmm. At, for example, I remember one time flubbing some repeat. I don't remember. Something happened, and I thought it was a disaster. Yeah. It was very hard to recover after. I mean, just I kept thinking Emotionally about it. Emotionally and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, and you keep sure. thinking about it the whole time. And, um, and then I listened to the recording, and I was like, okay, I know it was on the recap, and I'm listening. And it's not there. And I'm like, it okay, maybe right it was on the, so I, I rewind and, you know, and back when there were tapes and I'm yeah. trying to find this thing and I can't find it. And finally, if you listened really closely, yeah. you heard something, but yeah. like actually, and I realized, you know, music and especially tonal music, like we, our ear will compensate for a lot. So like, if you just let that one note go, 95% of the time, people won't even hear it. Yeah. Literally, I couldn't hear yeah. it myself. You know, so is that, that part really... of maybe that's part of being a professional at a high level is that you set your expectations so high that the worst case scenario is still going to be something that people don't yeah. notice. I mean, as and... a singer, you know, if somebody cracks or something, even the the greatest singers in right. the history of singing, we've all cracked. Right. And I, you know, I'm using. Yeah. <laughs> I put myself in there for some reason, but they have all cracked. <laughs> I crack every day. <laughs> I must be super great. Yeah. Uh, but maybe that's part of being a pro is that you. you You've trained yourself to such an extent that the worst thing that happens is still. Yeah, you. Yeah, your bottom needs to be higher. Yeah. I mean, you can't fall apart. Yeah. 
I also, I mean, experience really helps. Sure. Experience really helps. And I feel like at this point, I will tell myself, okay, I've done thousands of performances. And as an accompanist, you perform all, per, by perform, I mean play in front of other people. I mm -hmm. do it several times a week. Um, so, you know, I'm going to live through this one performance. I yeah. will. And I also have, I have this like focus thing where something will happen and instead of letting this rush of emotion take over me where I'm nervous because all these people are sitting there mm -hmm. and this one person I'm nervous about and oh everybody heard this and how embarrassing I shut down and I, I sort of become a supercomputer that's that's like the image in my mind is that something that you did that you uh, started, consciously yes I yeah, just tell me started about that. It, I don't know. How I think I just that? resorted to that once in a fit of desperation on stage and it worked. Huh. I'm no longer Tali. I'm not, I'm not a person. I'm just like, like a boom. robot. Like I don't even think about it. It just, everything shuts down. And the only thing is I will play that note at the time that it needs to be played. And that note, just, you just do what's exactly in front of you. And it helps because it shuts down what could the irrational voice. Yeah. Flourish into a panic attack. Do you meditate no. at all? No. So that's not I, part of the equation. No, but I, I did. I used to do focus exercises. Mm. I'd, I'd write a meaningless word on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Let's say cat. Not that cats are meaningless, but, mm. you know, yeah. uh, unrelated to anything. Yeah. Uh, and I would set, you know, a timer and I would focus on it for 30 seconds at a time. And the goal isn't to not have your thoughts drift. Mm -hmm. The goal was when your thoughts drift off, because how long can you think cat, 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 when they drift off to recognize it and to cut it and think cat. So, so that is meditation. Just... That's all meditation oh, is. Oh, OK. <laughs> that, no, seriously, that's it. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like when I meditate, I I, uh, I do the same thing. Huh. I, I Instead of cat, for me, the uh -huh. exercise is to feel actually feel the air going into my nose and out of my nose. Huh. And then when my thoughts drift, yeah. I, what in meditation you would say you honor that, mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. you just go back to the breath. I see. That's it. You don't make guess... a judgment of that thinking or that I need to buy bananas today. Right. Say, right. Oh, right. Yeah. They're... So learning how to snap that and focus back on something that's mm -hmm. outside of you, mm -hmm. or or unrelated to to those thoughts. So that yeah, that helps hmm. when you... you're. But you know, you do with experience just kind of develop this armor. Yeah. Where you, you go out on stage and. This is your job, you know, mm -hmm. and you you have you you cannot fall apart. It's You've never just, had debilitating nerves. You know, it feels like I have, but I I, I wouldn't know how to compare it to somebody else. Right. I, I've seen people who can't function despite it, mm -hmm. and I think I have with time. But but there there are things that I do, you know, to to help myself. So for example, you know. When I said to you at the beginning, I'm nervous about this interview. Yeah. I will never say that at work. You'll never be able to say to see that I'm nervous, no matter how nervous or not nervous I am, because I feel like once I admit that to someone who's there, then they know. And then when something happens, like it gets magnified, and then and I I I just no. Even if I'm nervous, I'll just show up with a smile and. I'll ask you, I'll tell you, don't be nervous. It's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? I just act like everything's fine. Maybe that's an expectation, though. I mean, everybody knows, uh, thinks that singers are terrified all the time anyway, or at least some, <laughs> uh, you know, and you're supposed to be kind of the rock in the in the equation. Mm -hmm. You know, that's part of it. Well, I remember one time after a performance with Eric at yeah. Carnegie Hall, mm -hmm. it, it was one of those times where 
I think we were doing, it was uh, like a last minute um, reduction from an orchestral score. So we're on stage at Carnegie Hall. It's 25 minutes before or 15 minutes before yeah. the house opens. Okay? And he's handing out new parts or what? Yes. Well, and he's saying to me, can you, like, as he's conducting, we're playing this. He's, and I'm playing off of, like, a half-open score. So you're reducing already. Yes. Yeah. And he's saying to me, can, can you grab the celeste part in bar 86? And two seconds later, can you, don't play that part on this, you know? So I'm, and I can't, like, pick up a pencil. I mean, I'm playing. Right. So I have to remember all this stuff. And, and, and it's fine. And I just smile. And sure, sure, sure. And, you know, and, and furiously in my mind trying to keep all that information. And, and um, one singer came up to me after the after party and she yeah. said, you know, I watched you just he's giving you all these directions and it's 10 minutes before the thing. And you're just nothing phased you. And I said to her, you know, since you said that, let me tell you, <laughs> in my mind, I was going like, what? Now I have to play this. New I can't even practice. Like, I, I hope I remember everything. But the truth is, for that moment, all Eric needs from me is to smile and say sure sure he just needs to know it's taken care of mm -hmm. in the end does it matter if i really play the celeste like will that determine the whole no but and you know i will remember to i'm like i'll, I'll go yeah, off stage and write best. it down but like instead of sort of making that stressed out face mm -hmm. which is how i was feeling mm -hmm. like don't put that on on the person who's hiring you right and i said to her that's why he hires me there are two thousand pianists in in manhattan who can probably play this even better than me but he trusts me Right. So it's it's a lot of my job is sort of carrying that stress for the the people I collaborate with. Right. And right, I like right. to do that. I right. don't mind doing that. Right. So what else do you have going on? You're teaching everywhere. You're playing everywhere. What else are you working on? So, uh, well, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years yeah. on and off. Yeah. The opera. Do you still love it? Yes. Yeah. Do yeah, you ever just feel just the other day? I was what was I playing? You never feel like oh, I, I should I want to do something else. Uh, I'm definitely curious about other things. Okay. Yeah. But not yeah. because you hate what you're doing. No, yeah. no, 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 never. I mm -hmm. love the people I work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Uh, I love teaching. I love a lot of different aspects of it. And of course, just playing piano, you know. Mm -hmm. I have a little binder, uh, one page from here, one page like an Elgar Enigma variation or just these random things that I just enjoy playing for mm -hmm. fun. And it's fun when I have half an hour which is like never nowadays but to just kind of play for fun but, yeah um so but I've, i have been doing this for a long time and uh studying sort of the business of opera right and opera singing and and there's a lot i i admire the level of de dedication and sacrifice that singers uh you know go through mm -hmm. Um, and I'm always sort of interested in, I, I found that I'm, I'm, I'm interested in ways to, what, what are ways, especially that we can use technology to help make that process more affordable and more accessible mm -hmm. to different types of populations? Because I feel like it's just, it's so expensive. It's becoming sort of like horse riding, you mm -hmm. know? It's, yeah. Yeah. It's like a vanity project almost. Yeah. yeah. Either that or people are just working themselves to death and, and barely making ends meet. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, if you have a, uh, if you're an opera singer and you're performing tomorrow, you have to sleep well and eat well and, and you have to have voice lessons and you have to coachings and you have to have piano rehearsals and you have to stay. I mean, just so much work mm -hmm. and, you know, I teach at a college, so I sort of have those students at that stage of development. Right. And I, I play for a lot of private voice teachers who have 
teenage students or you know the 24 italian right right and- what, what, what do we call it the 24 day go hits or not so that, i mean ter- terrible from college anyway i don't know why i said that so anyhow i came up with this idea you know what if you had a website that had piano tracks for all the famous arias and art songs mm-hmm. now those exist there mm-hmm. are sure. sort of you know what a Wussman or what, what's his name opera yeah. karaoke sites but there are two main problems with those so one is that you know opera isn't it doesn't fit karaoke because it doesn't have a beat mm-hmm. it has rubato so mm-hmm. how do you deal with that you know you try to sing to a piano track and it's kind of clunky and it starts and stops and you don't know when you're coming in right the second problem is that it's just it's really hard to use it you need to download the track import it into garage it's just it's a pain in the ass mm-hmm. um so what i'm working on is a website called operafy mm-hmm. and that's a platform for opera singers um and the way we tackled the two main issues is that each piano track has a conductor video with it. So you click on the track and you know, conductor's looking you straight in the eye. And cueing and, you. Yes, cueing you and kind of guiding you through the music. So for example, I know, you know, most 16 years 16 year olds learn music by going on YouTube and looking, you know, just for just tracks. Watching. Yeah, yeah, just listening. Mm-hmm. By rote, yeah. But so this way, it's sort of a more musical way to learn your music. I mean, you know, there's there's no replacement for the traditional way. Sure. But unless you can afford to have yeah, and it's impractical. A pianist, if you, yeah. If you, you live know, out and yeah, wherever. So so this is sort of the best of both worlds. How did you how did you come up with and, this? And I mean, hold on. So so geez. we have the conductor video. Yeah. And then also we programmed it in a way where you just click one button and it records you on the website. You know, it, it, the track ends. It spits out an MP3 of you and the piano. You can use it for whatever, you know, if you just want, say, some content for your website mm-hmm. or for an audition you just want to hear, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of track your progress instead of constantly having to go into a recording studio. If you get a half decent mic, you can record yourself at home and mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's super cheap. It, I think it's priced at like 10 bucks a month. You can record yourself as much as you want, learn whatever music you want. Are you putting uh, this together by yourself? No, are you kidding? No, no. How, yeah, how, how's, how <laughs> I mean, are you it was doing my this? idea because yeah. I, I, I really know the needs of, I feel like I know the needs of the community. Right. And I tried to find something that would answer as many needs as possible. Right. Um, how did so you So, for example, there's also like you get your own kind of web page. So you right. don't have to pay all that money to Squarespace or whatever. If you don't want to, you can just use this page and it, it you can convert it into a PDF. So when someone calls you, to hire you instead of saying, well, I'll send you my resume when I get home. Mm-hmm. They can just go on operafy.com slash Omar Crook mm-hmm. and get your stuff, hear your music. Wow. Yeah. So, How you know, are... I got a web developer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a designer. Okay. I got a conductor. Who's the conductor? Fahed Siadat. He's a, he's a DMA student up in CalArts. Okay. He conducts C3LA. It's mm-hmm. a choral ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, he's phenomenal. He's mm-hmm. amazing. It's really hard to conduct these, you know, because mm-hmm. you're not conducting the whole score, right? Like he doesn't have to conduct me. Mm-hmm. He and and he doesn't even have to conduct every bar of the voice part. It's like the point is to really bring in the singers um, in sort of the trickier areas, and then we don't know what kind of cadenzas people are are right. doing, right? So right. we're sort of averaging things out. We're going to put a little timer on some of them. Mm-hmm. I mean. Not are every you playing aria. all the tracks? Are you playing yes. all the? Yeah. 
So how do you and the conductor get together? Do you get, do it in a practice room? Do you go to a studio? What? Uh, I mean, how do you get this I done? I have a little studio in my house, and we get together, and, and do we study there. the arias together. Uh, I've played most of them sure. at this point. Sure. Um, and yeah, and then we rehearse. That's a and massive then, amount of work. It is. It is. Yeah. But you know, I wanted, I, I, yeah, I, I feel it's time. It's time for opera to benefit from technology. And uh, I think that there's, there's room for it. Again, wow. obviously, nothing beats getting together with a coach or an mm -hmm. accompanist. Mm -hmm. and, and at some point, like you, you want to be able to sort of have your musical vision in terms of rubato. But even in opera, when you're on stage, you are following a conductor for the most part. So. <laughs> Depending on the conductor, you <laughs> might be able to, you might follow yeah. more than others. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you learn a lot about the score that way, too. And again, just in terms of the uh, training part, which is a long part of people's career. Sure. I, I feel that this this would make it affordable for a lot of people. That's really. So I'm really Yeah. Excited. When does that go live? Really when, when is that going to be done? Um, when we're, um, I mean, what do you think? Is there a set date or yeah, I mean, do you have a deadline? Yes. Oh, yes. April. Oh, so end of April. Well, that's, yeah. you know, that's a great way to get things done. Yes. Have a deadline. Oh, it's the only way. That is the only way. It is the only way. Yeah. There's, you need gravity for a deadline. I mean, who, who said the only two things you need for something, something is, is a great idea and not enough time. Whose right. quote is that? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. Oh, someone smart. All I know is yeah. the, uh, uh, maybe it was Bernstein. I think so. maybe. The yeah. only reason I say that is because we just did Wonderful Town. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, you know, he wrote that in two weeks. Oh, my God. Wow. He was called in. He was called in because the, the, the lead, leading lady didn't like the music that they'd written. Wow. And they had booked the theater and the advertising. and It was like on Broadway. It's ready to go. Wow. And so he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Because I'll know that I only I'll only live through two weeks of torture, but right. then I'll be done. Because <laughs> that's going up. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, in the end, I mean, you want to start from a place of having a, a passion project, mm -hmm. but you have to give yourself a deadline. It's just not. Especially I, I, if I it's your know. living, if it's like if yeah, it's something yeah. that you need to really do. Yeah. Yeah. I a lot of times, you know, people I'll meet with. Uh, younger people and students or people just graduated who sort of want to get a leg in the business and they'll ask me for advice and sure. um, I'll say to them you know you're, you're good and we'll talk have a long talk and I'll say to them at some point you know you're gonna have a lot of work you're gonna be busy uh, make sure that alongside whatever you're doing have a passion project mm -hmm. so something that you're not doing for money mm -hmm. you'll still need to have a deadline for that right but, but something you know because when it becomes your profession um, it goes into that part of your brain that's like the rat that presses the lever and gets the the cheese mm -hmm. um, and you lose I think a modicum of awe and wonder right what brought you into this to begin with and mm -hmm. if you want to you want to keep that pilot light on so do something like choose a piece that you've always really been intrigued by. Yeah, yeah just something small and make sure that you make some time for it on the side mm -hmm. So I, I feel in some ways Operafy started that way, mm -hmm. but then it sort of <laughs> transfers and you know becomes your newest deadline and, sure. and okay now I'm I'm really committed to this and and I want to finish it I want people to to enjoy it and and you know see how it works I mean I see a lot of different people benefiting from it so mm -hmm. uh, if you're a teacher instead of trying 
to plunk out those piano parts while listening to your students. Right. This can be your accompanist in, in lesson accompanist. Right, right. Right. You can have your students just sing to it, send the tracks to their parents, whatever. So right. I'm sure that it'll end up being more useful for one group than others, but we'll, we'll see. Who's we'll doing see. the marketing for you? How are you going to get that? Like, for instance, that, that idea that you just had about using it for voice lessons. Uh-huh. How are you going to tell? Well, how do you, get to voice teachers? you know, Nats. Sure. The, yeah. So uh, going to their conference and renting a table. I mean, you really? have to have a budget for marketing. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm That's lucky where, in the yeah. sense that my product is a YouTube video, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean if you click if you input any aria into YouTube or any song, let's mm-hmm. say "Caro mio ben," right? Uh, you put "Caro mio," it'll complete "ben." Mm-hmm. Second completion will be karaoke. Third completion will be accompaniment. Third, fourth will be piano. So kids, this is how they're learning the music, huh. and so I can just. I mean, I'm planning on releasing some of these videos just for free on YouTube Mm -hmm. and, you know, putting in a little thing that says if you want to record yourself. And and I think it'll become evidently clear that it's so much easier to sing with a conductor than trying to guess the piano part. That's really interesting. So, you know, so there's that. But I um, I have other ideas for marketing and, um, you know, I'm talking to a lot of people and, it, it it's fun because every person I've talked to is very excited about this. Yeah. So it, I, it, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I, I when I talked to you last, you mentioned it. So I looked it up and it's just a countdown timer right. with a bit, you know, with a picture of an opera house from right. the stage. And I thought, OK, well, uh-huh. what is that? Yeah, that's, that's a great idea. I love Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. And it feels like a nice sort of mid-career culmination of yeah. the work I've been doing to, yeah. to be able to um make that into something that would be useful on a larger scale than just the people i interact with sure on a regular basis sure i think it's going to be a big hit thank you omar i love seeing you likewise thanks for coming in thanks well there you have it folks that was tully tadmore thanks tully for coming over i had a great time catching up and sitting around and having a, a coffee in the kitchen um what else boy this whole trump thing I don't know. I should have talked about this at the beginning of the show, but or maybe not. You know what? Who cares? I mean, it's what are we going to do? You just call call your call your people, make your signs, stand out on the corner, do your thing. I think the fuse is lit under him finally. I don't know if there's any going back, but we'll see. If you don't like what I'm talking about, if you're a big Trump supporter, yeah, I'm sorry for you. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, I want to thank Greg Geiger for helping me with my theme song. Still loving it, buddy. Go to LAClassical.com. Tell him I said hello, Greg, from Omar. I want to thank Michael Nielsen for letting me hold on to his Shure SM7B microphone for all these months. I swear I'll pay you that 200 bucks, buddy. I've got it. I've got it. I just haven't seen you for a while, but I'll pay you. Uh, anyway, Shure America, if you're listening, send me some mics so I can get out of debt with my friend Michael Nielsen over at MichaelNielsenMusic.com. All right. I want to thank you all for listening. Until next time. Like long walks and you wear clean pants, genius. Get onto my show.